Welcome to the first ever Fast Breaks and Heartaches podcast. My name is Monks, and I'm joined by my two friends, co-hosts, and NBA experts, Dylan and JJ. Over the next six months, we'll be breaking down the complexities of the NBA and our personal lives for you on a weekly basis. Dylan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Uh, Dylan here. Um, yeah, appreciate the NBA expert nickname there. Uh, yeah, just looking forward to talking some NBA. It's been pretty boring during this quarantine. So, uh, JJ, go ahead. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to talking hoops with you guys. I think uh, if you're listening to this, you probably either went to Rhodes uh, on my mom or some girl that's desperately in love with monks. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> and if you are desperately in love with me, please let me know. I'm desperately, I'm desperate as well. So I'd appreciate it if you'd let me know that. I can't wait to dive deep into Monks' dating that career. Honestly, probably the most. We don't need to talk about that at all. We can just talk about that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're now, all here now, for. Now that you're, now that you're here, we're actually not going to talk about the NBA. We're just going to talk about. Monks. Yeah, we actually disguised the show as a as an NBA podcast, but we're, it's really it's really yeah. just about me. Yeah. And just trying to figure gotcha. out how to find love. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, starts crying. <laughs> but I don't think we can uh, can't start the show without starting with, you know, probably the biggest story of the year, or one of the biggest stories of the year, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers this year. I consider them to be just the team to beat, and uh, by far the biggest favorite. So uh, this first segment is called uh, King of the Hill. Who can beat the Lakers this year? Uh, just like, I can't think of too many teams. There's got to be a handful. But uh, are there any teams that can actually beat this team? I think the only real team that's going to serve uh, as a big competitor, at least in the West, is going to be the Clippers. Uh, I just think that without the bubble, they're going to get back to normal a little bit. Um, I don't know. I just think that the Nuggets are pretty overrated. I just don't trust Jamal Murray. I don't, I don't think that he, like, really brings it every year. I mean, he had a good playoffs in the bubble, but I just think we need to see it, like, in, uh, you know, with stadiums and with people. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, de- I definitely agree with your Nuggets take, especially with who they lost. Like, Grant and Torrey Craig, they're not, like, the greatest players in the world, but I think that they had, like, a pretty – you know, special significance to, to that team. Just even like they're not great defenders, but they're still like good wing defenders. And I think that with a, a team like Denver, that's, you know, like what they're missing. And how are you going to go against like, how is Denver without those two going to guard LeBron or AD? Because they served as the primary matchups for both of both LeBron and AD. Yeah. During yeah. The I think so. it, it would have been interesting. Pretty the, big too. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. I th- it but would have been like interesting if they be made an actual trade. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, you say Clippers is your number one team. Yeah, I think that's really – I mean, it's just kind of like the only team. I, I, maybe, I mean, maybe the Trailblazers, but, I mean, you know, I think there was out of the that kind of – out of the yeah, I, out of the I fucking, West. But... I fucking love the Trailblazers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the I'm, a, I'm a huge Trailblazers guy, especially like, in this – I do agree with you just like – you know, once they're out of the bubble, I think the bubble, we just need to fade the bubble. And I know Dylan yeah. might not, not like not like hearing that when we're talking about the Suns, but yeah, right. <laughs> outside of the, outside of the Suns, we, I think we should be, you know, there's, 
there's just these guys had to like live without their families and like yeah couldn't do what they normally do for like three months and you expected them I to think play, it was, it was definitely normal. just a shooter's gym too yeah it was pretty awesome for scoring and just highlights and stuff but um you know I think we're, we're gonna put a lot of weight into uh the bubble and you know I'm not too high on some of the teams that did really well there yeah no what about you, JJ? <laughs> Size the Suns. Yeah, I'm gonna go. But this was fun. <laughs> no, I'm just going back to the the Trailblazers. I think just looking at this roster, it's full of it's deep of like at least twelve guys who are like very quality NBA players. You've got your superstar and and Damian Lillard. You've got you know your all star and CJ McCollum. Robert Covington, like Nurkic is really – like they just have – they're deep with a lot of guys. And they added good wing depth. Carmel, yeah, I mean the greatest player of all time, Carmel. <laughs> 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 like Zach – like Zach, they're going to get a, a full year of Zach Collins healthy. Um, Rodney Hood is back. He's coming off an Achilles, so we don't know what he's going to look like, but still. And That's right. Gary I forgot Trent, that they got and, Rodney and Hood. And Bernie Simmons. Like this team is, is, is secretly very stacked. Ennis Cantor. Um, and I think they resemble a lot the the Blazers team was it two years ago or three years ago that went to the conference finals and were the three seed in the West. It yeah, was like right. the last full season that Nurkic was healthy, and they didn't. They, I mean, that team had like Alfred Camino and like a few other semi quality wings, but I think this team is is a lot better and a, and a lot deeper than that team, and I'm uh, I'm pretty high on them. Yeah, the the Trailblazers. They're I love their season win percentage uh so you know you're not going based on the season wins right now but the line yeah. for the season win percentage is 56 percent like i don't know i think i think the i think i'm right with you i think the trailblazers are going to be four or five three in the in the in the west and that's easily going to be over 56 percent um yeah so i would i would take that in a heartbeat yep. um but i do think the best chance for beating the lakers this year is gonna it's it's gonna be in the finals and it's gonna be out of the east yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my my favorite team, uh, I just think the only team that, or not the only team, but the team that has the best chance and the best upside is the Nets. Just with this, mm-hmm. you know, if if mm-hmm. if KD can just be, you know, I don't know, eighty percent of what KD was, and then you know, Kyrie yeah. is Kyrie, and without <laughs> some of the drama, but you know, yeah. they still have they still have nice st- nice people on their team and a decent bench. Um, yeah, like. Um, What's his name? Oh uh, no, their their roster is, is awesome. Yeah, why am I like, forgetting their center? Who's their center? Uh, DeAndre Jordan. Jared, Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. I like Jared Allen. Jared Allen played yeah. a really nice bubble. You know, he he had, like his his stats really improved. Hopefully that, and he's going into a, a contract year, which you know it's always important. And he's he could be at you know he's getting paid like three million right now, and he's definitely going to be getting paid way more after that. So oh yeah, that could yeah be I don't figure for him. I don't think there's a better one through like seven on an NBA team than the Brooklyn Nets. I think that they're just like so stacked. You know, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the bench. Uh, I think Karis LeVert, they said, is coming off the the bench. Uh, And Jared Allen, I think, because I think DeAndre Jordan's going to start. So, I mean, they're just so deep. I think, you know, what I was just reading, but they like, uh, they want Jared Allen to start, but I think KD and uh, Kyrie are kind of boys with DeAndre and they want DeAndre. Yeah, yeah well, he got him yeah. signed. He, he's in the middle of a three-year, you know, forty big, million dollar big contract. contract. Yeah. Somewhat solely because of them. 
Not that he's not good and he has value, but yeah, I agree that Jared Allen should be the starting center on this team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But that kind of ties into like the broader underlying issue with the Nets is they've got all these good players and guys who have traditionally a few guys in particular who haven't really fit in well in different situations. How is this entire thing going to mesh? Like, right. it's going to be, I'm very excited to watch it. Yeah. And we, we got Steve Nash, a coach right now. And also like the all-star t- team of coaches just ran randomly on Mars Stoudemire. Uh, the old sons. Yeah. And then isn't Dan, is Dan Tony the like, yeah. Other yeah, he's like the he's the lead assistant, I think. That's, That's got to be really weird. That's got to yeah. like for Steve Nash <laughs> yeah. with with like a a very well respected beloved head coach. I I know that like obviously you probably have a, an unbelievable relationship from Phoenix, all those you know Western Conference and, and first round finishes. All right, what about uh, what's your second favorite team out of the East? Uh, I got to go with, uh, I mean, I think if the Celtics can stay healthy, I think that they're going to have a pretty good team. Um, but, well, I guess you got to go with the Bucks. I mean, I think we're free yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, I think we're um, good. Drew, Drew Holiday, I mean, that's just a huge addition. I think he's a way better player than Eric Bledsoe. Um, and I mean that, trying to mean that unbiasedly, even though obviously I don't don't like Eric Bledsoe but um but yeah no I think uh I think the Bucks are going to be really good I think the Celtics are going to be really good Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how the heat does I think that kind of goes back into the same are they going to be as good in the bubble because I feel like a bubble scenario I mean that's just right up the heat's alley being you know the the culture and you know everything that they kind of represent you just had Jimmy Uh, Butler it'll be interesting yeah you just had Jimmy Butler just like pushing that team and being an yeah, awesome leader yeah. at the time. Um, yeah. Uh, well, all those guys, what, young guys stepped up. And and also, you know, since, since, you know, King of the Hill, we're, we're talking about who can beat the Lakers. You got to look at these rosters. Who has, who has, which roster has guys that you can throw at LeBron or AD and hopefully, you know, mitigate them, shut them down, whatever. And, I think Giannis is, is really the only guy on any of these teams that we've named so far that we know for a fact you can put Giannis on LeBron or Giannis on AD, and that's like a, that's a very good matchup for the Bucks. Right. Which, going back to the, the Nets, you hope KD. KD pre-Achilles was that guy. Um, yeah. I don't know if he still is. He, he look, he's looked solid in the preseason so far. But he hasn't really – Middleton is a guy you can – Think about putting on LeBron. Even Drew Holiday, um, right? Yeah, I know he's a little short and everything, but yeah. Can, like if you if you have uh, if you have Giannis on AD, you know if you need somebody. Maybe. Yeah, Kyle Korver on LeBron. <laughs> well, Korver's not on the team anymore. I don't think. Oh, where'd he go? I have no he's idea where he went, but he's not there anymore. Oh man, uh, maybe he retired finally. He's, just, a big he's loss. actually just an he's an Abercrombie model now. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the you know we were talking about the Celtics. I I do like the Celtics. I like it more than this year's team, even though you know we lost Gordon Hayward. But I think the addition mm-hmm. of Tristan Thompson's like you know it, it's 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 a need yeah. that we it's a need. And then getting rid of Gordon Hayward, yeah, like I'm gonna miss like a a really good wing like and defender and just all around player. But I think it's just more shots for 
Jalen Brown, more shots yeah. for Jason Tatum. It's it's got to be the year that Jason Tatum. Or well, he's already kind of. This is that. He's already done it, yeah. but it's got to be like you know, yeah, second team all all NBA type year, which I think is very very possible for him this year. It is pretty wild how he actually did grow this offseason. I mean, he looks six ten now compared to the, I think he was listed at what six nine last year, six yeah. eight or something. I think it was six eight. So, and yeah. They said like ten fifteen pounds. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm still looking for that growth sport growth spurt in my life. Um, yeah. you know, I'm 26. I, I yeah, like, right. <laughs> a Tyler Gee like growth spurt. Oh my god, Tyler Gee. That happened to him in college. He grew like three inches right when he yeah showed up. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, Dylan, what about the Heat? Do you think the Heat have any chance to beat the Lakers if they match up again? Well, I mean, I think it would have been interesting to see had Bam out of bio been. Uh, not injured those couple games as well as Goran Dragic that entire series. Um, not that I think it would have made a difference, but I mean, I think it would have made it at least competitive. Uh, and I mean, it, like we all saw, I mean, they were, you know, hottest team in the bubble pretty much the entire playoffs, uh, you know, cause they know the Lakers, they had stumbled a few games. I mean, it's not like it really ended up mattering, but um, you know, I, I think it'll just be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, especially with this whole James Harden, uh, you know, James Harden stuff going on. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if the Heat end up, you know, swinging for the home run with that. Uh, but I think that they're going to still have a good, you know, have a good roster. I mean, I think top four in the East uh, is probably, you know, totally, you know, within their radar. Uh, yeah. Probably not, you know, top two, but, you know, I could see them kind of battling for, for those spots. So I think it'll it's, be interesting. But uh, if we're talking just like, you know, one through six, I think the East is better than the West this year. Just for, you know, I think the West is, yeah. the, you know, it, the West is like 10 deep. It's the depth. Yeah, yeah. it's the depth. Yeah. But uh, the East is like, has some like, you know, they got six, six like potential contenders you can make an argument for. Um, right. And that goes with like, right. I think the 76ers, um, you know, if they make this James Harden trade, which, you know, there's reports right now, there's on Twitter that Ben Simmons has been, somewhat offered by more uh, for Harden. I think if that, if that deal does get done, I think that just, that shoots the 76ers up to, you know. Yeah. They're, they, 100%, right. they 100% can match up with the Lakers. In, in, yeah. In that, the that's also, that's always been the Harden. That, that has always been the Harden deal. Yeah. The, the Harden to the Sixers has always been the deal that makes the most sense. Although, I don't it, It's kind of a weird move for the Rockets now that they have Wall and Wall, is actually looking really good. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a strange fit now, but I think, you know, before the wall move, that, that's always kind of been the – The problem is they just been, the move that makes sense. they've just been backed into this corner by Harden where it's like, you know, you got to get rid of him. And <laughs> exactly. there's like – there's only so many guys that are going to match up for the money and uh, are going to be mm-hmm. worth the, you know, you know, and yeah. arguably the best scorer in the NBA. Um, and that and goes – Okay, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. And here's Monks with our first ever ad. This summer, my golf game was really out of whack. I couldn't break a hundred to save my life, and constantly getting—I was constantly getting 101, 103s, 102s. Is crap. Luckily, one of my friends sent me the Will Strong Alpha Golf Series, and it turned my game around. I'm not really much better. I'm still kind of scoring around the same, but I smoked the ball off the tee. I'm getting 250, 300 off the tee. 
So, you know, if you want to, if you want to be like me and hit 250, 300 off the tee, not really straight, then order the Will Strong Alpha Golf Series for $69.99. I took Will Strong Alpha Golf and now I can do 100 push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> and I go all night. I was saying this does transition into our, uh, our uh, second uh, topic of the day, and that's uh, our big three listing. Um, this is going to mm-hmm. be our first ever big three. So yep. uh, Dylan, JJ, yep. and I will all, yep. I'll pick uh, three different, uh, um, you know, our big three of a specific category every week. And this week it is the big three of James Harden trades. So what do you think is the most possible or probable trade? Or, uh, you know, what is the best trade that the Rockets could get for James Harden out there? Um, and let's just, I'll, I'll start with my screen. So Dylan, you go first. What is your number, right. what's your number one trade? Uh, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the trade machine as we yeah. speak. <laughs> all right, all right, deal. <laughs> I've, been on, I've been on there for hours at night recently. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Squidward. Me. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think you know. To be honest, I think the uh, I think the Rockets are not going to end up getting Ben Simmons. I just don't. I don't know. I just think that's going to be a hard pill for the 76ers to swallow. So I think I'm going to go with the uh, with the Miami Heat. Um, I mean, I think we all know that uh, James Harden loves his strip clubs, so I think it's a match made in heaven. Uh, and I think, you know, a variable that the Miami Heat can kind of look at this is that he'll be going to all of these clubs within Miami, where at least before he was flying out of Houston, you know, going <laughs> to Vegas, where, like, the, the Rockets couldn't control, like, anything that he was doing. So at least this time they can kind of keep him in, in you know, in their neighborhood. Uh, and I, I still think that he works hard. I mean, there's no way that he doesn't train. Like, he's got to be skilled enough to, you know, do what he does every season. Uh, so, I mean, I think he'll really buy into the culture, but I think that's just kind of who he is, is the party guy. Yeah. Um, you do have Jimmy so Butler already, already kind of buying yeah. for him. You know, yeah, he he's buying the, for him. The, yeah, which would, and would, then, would be kind of sad if, you know, Jimmy Butler had this great relationship with uh, Hero, but uh, Hero's 100% gone if that trade happens. Uh, yeah. And yeah, a few yeah. other people. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so who are you giving up? I mean, we, we were texting about this the other day. And... Yeah. I think you got to go – so, I mean, you definitely got to go Hero or Hero. I mean, yeah. know how to for sure uh, pronounce it. Um, I think you got to go Duncan Robinson. Uh and then, like, and then just to make like his uh, yeah, Myers Leonard, uh, Andre Iguodala, like, I think. Yeah, Olenek. Oh, and Olenek. I think that would probably make them salaries would all work in that scenario. Maybe not. JJ? I think that works. Yeah, JJ, can you ch- check the trade yeah. machine real quick? <laughs> I do think you need uh, to give up none, too. Or instead of Robinson, if like they're competing against a Ben Simmons. Show. Yeah, true. And they might they might rather want none than Robinson too. But if Robinson ends up staying, then the Miami Heat will still be very very good. Let's go. All right. So James Harden set to make forty one million next year. <laughs> they were saying, well, we're getting into the into the details here. Let's throw in Kelly Olynyk. You don't want Iguodala? He's making fifteen million. Yeah, he would be one of the people. Yeah, then he so he'd be Iguodala, perfect. Olynyk, that's twenty seven, and then we're going. No, these guys are just making like no money because they're still on the rookie deals and they're all like True. undrafted. <laughs> and they were drafted, drafted late. You guys are all off the streets, yeah. Yeah. And then you could throw in if you. 
I, the, the money is, is tight. It depends on the deal because if both teams are capped out, I think, isn't it like, you know, that. Well, so Houston has like six million in trade exceptions. So they like, right? If they have six million in trade exceptions, then it, yeah, that, that deal could, could feasibly work. It would be Iguodala, Olenek, Hero, Robinson. None and their trade exception. And then you get James Harden. And like or, James Harden, Butler, and Bam would be like that would work. Yeah. That would work. James yeah. Or you could trade and this is blasphemous. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, but I not. think they they do the same thing. It would be you would Monks you Monks is a firm believer in um, basketball karma, which I am too. I mean, who doesn't believe in the basketball gods? The Celtics but, are screwed forever, really. The Celtics, yeah, are, are still paying off their Isaiah Thomas trade, and yeah. they might be doing that forever. Like yeah. Isaiah Thomas is the Babe Ruth curse. Like you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's the curse of the Bambino, but the curse of the little guy is uh, you know we did him wrong, and I think the only way we can reverse the curse is we need to sign him to you know a veteran con- a veteran contract or whatever, and get yeah, him on the NBA re- roster. Let him retire there. Yeah, I'll, I would hang his. Well, the Celtics have a very low uh, standard for hanging up jerseys, so I think we probably would hang up his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> We have like thirty yeah. jerseys retired. Um, but you, right. it could be Jimmy Butler uh, and none for Harden, and then you're you're rolling with Drogic, Harden. You keep Hero. Imagine, imagine a Bam out of Bio, James Harden pick and roll with a Robinson and Hero flying around. I mean, that oh, that's what I'm saying. Like 130 points a game. Yeah, if they could keep Robinson somehow, I mean, they would be just deadly. Yeah. So. I don't know. So, well, so now, now with the with the Sixers thing, though, it, this could become kind of like the hard and arms race. So it, yeah, you know, the more that, and you know, the more that it gets fired up. Yeah. What about uh, JJ? What you're my uh, you're the second in line. Second in line. Okay. Here's my deal. The Portland Trailblazers get. James Harden, PJ Tucker, the Houston Rockets get CJ McCollum, Zach Collins, Ennis Cantor, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, I can tell by your silence that you guys are obsessed with the trade. <laughs> wait, say it, say it again. Say it again. All right. So, so the, the Portland Trailblazers get James Harden and PJ Tucker. Okay. They're giving up CJ McCollum. Zach Collins, Ennis Cantor, Gary Trent Jr. I mean, the Trailblazers would would be an awesome team at that point if they got those right. guys. That's, yeah, I mean, they'd be... obvious, like on paper. And then if if the Rockets really want a guy like I don't know Anthony Simmons, who who who's shown a lot, he's he's shown flashes. He's like a six mm-hmm. five, six six combo guard who. Is talented. He hasn't shown a lot yet, but he, he's still on his rookie deal. It's like you know, twenty. If you're the Blazers, yeah. And if you're the Blazers, I think you're fine throwing him into the deal. But I, you don't know if that's obviously a deal that has to go through Lillard, and you don't know if Lillard and Harden have like a good relationship. Obviously, CJ McCollum yeah. and Damian Lillard are like best friends. I feel like we would know if um, if Lillard and Harden beefed at all, though, because like Lillard 
hourly talks about it all. So, and I don't think I've ever heard him say anything, or I don't remember him saying anything bad about Harden. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't really I, know. I feel like either both teams say yes to this trade, though. Like, if if you're the Blazer, if you're the Rockets, are like, would you rather have CJ McCollum or Simmons? I feel like the Blazers are just very loyal, but I don't yeah, know why no, you wouldn't they're not make that deal. Gonna, I can do it, but I'm like I'm kind of obsessed with this trade. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's bad. I think the, I feel like the Blazers are a team. They're, they're, it's the same as Giannis, where a small market. They probably run every single decision by Dame, and he would have to be like, yeah, yeah. Um, they would be. Uh, yeah, was, no, I'm 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 a little bit more sold on it. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I'm a little more. Sold no, on never. It. No, I agree. Never but, in a million years will happen. But, but it's I, fun. I, yeah. This is the big three. This is my favorite possible James Harden trade because then kind of like what we were talking about earlier it's every move you make you have to be thinking about okay well at some point we're going to probably going to have to see especially in the west we're going to have to see lebron and anthony davis yeah. right. tucker is a, is a great guy to have in that situation sure right so i uh with my pick my first of the big three i uh, like i feel like we can't pick any and or i'm not going to pick any ben simmons trades because that's kind of an obvious one that's out there right now um yeah. but i uh, i would pick uh just the nuggets to give up like Michael Porter Jr., mm-hmm. Will Barton, yeah. Gary Harris, a shit ton of picks uh, for Harden. The money works out. I think this this is a track that you go if you're more just trying to rebuild, um, which I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess if they want to stay relevant, then they should just – these other trades are, like, fine. Like, they can stay relevant. They're not going to win. Um, and they're, they're, they're not going to be better than the fourth or fifth team it, in the West. It definitely doesn't seem like they're trying to rebuild. Yeah. But uh, especially with with Wall looking, I mean, if you're Houston, you got to be pretty floored with with how Wall has looked so far. Yeah, and, uh, like, yeah. I'm no promises on Demarcus Cousins, but he's he's looked pretty solid too. Yeah, like I really hope John Wall comes back. That would be like amazing for the NBA and just like players that have gotten hurt. If someone like John Wall with his injury history can kind of come back, right? So I'd be about it. Um, and then we'll we'll snake it around. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say my second, my second of the big three, I'm going to go with, uh, the Warriors to sweep in, you know, they got Clay Thompson out for who knows how long they need another guy. Uh, they, they get rid of, you know, Wiggins would make the money work basically. And they give up Wiseman and they have a Timberwolves, uh, like I think it's top five, top three or top five protected next year, which would, you know, it's decently valuable. Um, yeah, because so, and you give up some, you give up a shit ton of other picks probably, but I think those three pieces, you know, you get James Wiseman, who's you know the second pick, uh, Wiggins, mm-hmm. who you can, you know, you can make work for m- more money elsewhere if you want to trade, and uh, later on, but uh, I don't know, I don't think that's bad. That's all about if you want to just start working for the future, which I don't think that's the case. But it's, I mean. How do we feel about Wiseman? Do we have any any strong takes or strong thoughts on him? He just never played. I mean, he only played like yeah. those four games and he dominated, but I think those were like all non-conference, you know, I think easier games where it's just you can't really tell. I mean, he's just so much bigger than everybody else that he's playing against. But yeah. uh, I think he'll be good. He looks awesome. I mean, it's, yeah, he does. I mean, he definitely does. He did in those five games. I think it's, it's awesome that he got placed with the Warriors. You know, a guy like that, you know, who – Definitely has a ton of potential to be in place with a good franchise, a good team, good good leadership. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to waste away and, like, 
uh, Charlotte or Minnesota or something. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll like make sure he's good. You know, yeah. like they're not gonna. You know, they 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 don't mess around up there. Or just so. at least make him into Connor, a useful did just, asset. Did you just allude to the fact that Lamelo Ball might be wasting away in Charlotte? Is that what? I don't think he's gonna, I, I, like. I think I don't think Lamelo Ball is gonna be wasting away. I think he's gonna be incredibly exciting. But uh, him and his dad are gonna be beating Le- Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen in two on two. I mean, yeah, they got to do – I mean, they just need to, like, <laughs> blow this out of the water and, and actually have a one-on-one between Michael Jordan and LeVar. I mean, they just got to do I it. Think, <laughs> I think that would be huge. That would make it would be like 11 to 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think – no, I don't think LeVar would score. I think yeah, Michael Jordan would show him yeah. out. Yeah. Jordan would be like – like, if you gave him a few months lead time, I think he would just, like, practice and just make sure that he, like, absolutely beats him down big time. LeVar yeah, also yeah. is definitely not in shape at all. Yeah, I, I, if it's just if I was the Hornets, I'd be doing literally anything to get media coverage and you know popularity <laughs> and anything. Uh, they did luck out with getting Lamella Ball, who you know actually looks pretty good. But uh, but yeah, so all right, JJ, I think you're 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 next, right? Yeah. All right, my next. turn. Okay. My second big three is Indiana Pacers trade. Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner to the Rockets for James Harden. The money matches up almost perfectly. The Rockets are banking on Victor Oladipo being good. He looked pretty horrible in the bubble, but <laughs> he's had an offseason. He's going to be back if you're the Rockets. You're praying that. And Miles Turner, I'm not, I don't love Miles Turner. Like, he's, he's fine. I know. We've had we've had debates on Miles Turner like going to the Celtics and stuff. I'm I'm not a huge Turner guy, but I think he he's solid. He's an asset. He's he's yeah. gonna help. He's probably better than Boogie is going to be. You can mm-hmm. possibly maybe play them together sometimes, but it's it's good insurance. And he's also had I I, I don't know. I, I'm the reason they do this deal is if they know something that about Victor Oladipo that nobody else in the entire world knows, but (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like your big threes so far, JJ, though. They're very outside of the box. Haven't really been talked about on the news. I think you're the first one reporting these. So yeah, I'm breaking news here. (laughs) Yeah. Credit, credit JJ. If one of these actually happens. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It's it's not a, it's not the worst reach if you're the Rockets and you, because a healthy, like back to normal, Victor Oladipo is the best player in any of these deals that we're talking about. Yeah. I think people forget how awesome he was before his injury. Yeah. All right. right, So my turn. Um, Okay. I get it too. Okay. So first I'll go with the, uh, I'll go with the Clippers. Uh, I know that that deal would obviously probably not happen, especially after Paul George getting that extension. Uh, But I think that's exactly what you do is you flip Paul George for James Harden. That would be so Uh, funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if the money would work. I think the Clippers would probably have to add one more, you know, maybe a, you know, a Pat Beverly or, you know, some bench guy that, uh, you know, that might make it work, but, uh, not Pat Beverly though. It's, uh, yeah, they're losing their culture. Yeah, they're, they they're losing their culture. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Paul, Paul uh, George, he hasn't been on the Rockets, right? I'm trying to think. No. Okay. I feel like well, Paul and, George has been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't yeah, yeah, been on the Rockets. And <laughs> he's he's didn't, started on the pace. Didn't James Harden and Pat Bev play together in uh, in Houston before? So I think yeah, that would actually think, be a pretty yeah. good, pretty yeah. good little Pat Bev kind of made his name in Houston. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's it would never happen, obviously, but I think it would actually be very interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I just I actually do think it would make both teams better because I think Paul George would be a perfect fit next to John Wall. And then I also think, especially if this John Wall continues to play like kind of how he is. Uh, and then I also think James Harden would be perfect for Kawhi Leonard because uh, he could kind of keep him in line and, uh, you know, I think he needs the scoring to a degree, you know, and I think he needs somebody that he can trust in that, in that department. So I think that'd be interesting. It also kind of sounds like he doesn't want to be handling the ball as much as he does. He kind of wants somebody that's going to set him up. Maybe, maybe he wants the ball a little bit more than he would theoretically have it if James Harden was on the team, but yeah. Yeah. True. It sounds like, I know he's been pushing for a true point guard. He's all of his teams. He's kind of had that right with like the Spurs he had. Yeah. Tony Parker and Manu, and they ran a lot of the offense out of Tim, and then he went to Toronto, and they had – that was like – obviously they had Lowry, and then that was Van Fleet's, I think, rookie year, but he had a he had an awesome postseason. Yeah. So he's always yeah. played with guys that set him up, and I think I think he recently said something where it was like – or not – you know, the, a word got out that he, he was a little bit disappointed that the Clippers didn't go after a point guard because he was tired of – dominating so much of like the offensive creating yeah i actually think that a, a perfect fit for them would have been trading for uh ricky rubio when he got traded to the thunder mm-hmm. oh yeah um, i think that would have been actually a perfect fit to just have on that team i think he shoots i think he shot 36 percent, 37 percent from three so i mean that's pretty good compared to you know what he used to kind of do um and who's I think the clippers a, who's their point guy right, right now pat bev Kawhi. Every well, yeah, every team yeah, needs a pass Kawhi. first point guard. We've always known that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you win state titles in in uh, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, exactly. Not four other amazing players. <laughs> um, nah, that that trade would just be awesome, just for the Clippers, just doing another completely heartless move on dishing out one of their guys that they just extended. That's what they did with the right, Blake, a la Blake Griffin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just organizations being should, absolutely uh, dicks, the players. Jerry West is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> and three million to some random guy that just says he knows he knows Kawhi. That's like the, that's yeah. that's how we gotta get get somewhere in life now. We just gotta convince <laughs> some GM that we know we have connections with uh, with some random NBA star. And we, we can uh, definitely get him there. Well, right. Well, yeah, we have, we have to meet good basketball players first. <laughs> well, I, like, I, I, I have a feel. I, I, like, maybe this guy is just, like, claiming this, that he knew Kawhi and he didn't actually know him. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Um, the, the, the TMZ article, which obviously is 1,000% legit because it's TMZ, <laughs> says that – alluded to the fact that there was a contract that was signed between the two of them. That's the only way that this guy could be suing – West, if, if there hasn't been a contract, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely has no basis. Like they just, they just met at a diner, and which is so hilarious. <laughs> There's no way that happened. <laughs> um, all right, Dylan, you got your uh, your last of the big three, the Ray Allen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, gonna go with, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to go with the Celtics. Um, I, 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 love the, I, love, I love the Celtics deal. 
Yeah, I just think, like, that's exactly kind of what they needed. I don't know. They, like, I think Jason Tatum's obviously been really good, and you don't trade Jason Tatum. I'm, obviously, the Jalen Brown would be the one that's included in this deal, and probably Kemba Walker just to make the money work, I think. Or is, is Jalen uh, Brown already on his extension? Yeah, no, it would just be Jalen. Jalen Brown's like twenty-two, I think, right now, and so they would just need like okay. they they would just need like three other pieces. The, the trades that I saw was like Romeo Langford, him, um, yeah, some other like pieces that are a little bit more expensive, but not like no Marcus, no picks. Marcus, no Kemba, no Jason. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I think if you can make that work for the for the Celtics, I I mean, I guess I I don't know, I don't know. I, again, I just kind of would like to see them not in the bubble scenario in the playoffs with that team and be fully healthy and now actually have, you know, Tristan Thompson and, uh, and, and Jeff Teague. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I think that trade would actually be pretty interesting. Um, I think, again, it'd, it'd make complete sense for the Rockets to do. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, think that'd be, I think that'd be another one that, that, that'd, be, that'd be fun. So we're, it was like a, a James Harden – Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart deal. Uh, yeah, I think that that sounds right. Maybe it's that. I don't think we'd give up Marcus Smart. Uh, the ones that I saw was like Jalen Brown and like three. The it was three young guys like Romeo, Rom, Romeo, and uh, fuck yeah. that. That's, a, that's kind of a big. That's kind of a big money gap though. Because Harden's making. <laughs> I'm firing away on the trade machine right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was gonna say there's got to be another. There's a big got to be another. It's. it's Harden's at 41. Jalen Brown is at 24. I think it was Tice, maybe. Tice. Oh, Daniel Tice is at five, so that's, that's a 13 gap. And then you could fill with, with – you could do Langford and uh, – uh, I guess not many. Ran, random guys. To get it, like, close, it's like Wait, no, eight or nine. No, it they doesn't matter because the, the Celtics have the, the – Massive trade exception. We got the like, Gordon oh, Hayward. That's, that's yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was true. like, I was trying to think. I was like, I know we wouldn't offer smart, like smart and we wouldn't want offer both of them. You know, I think uh, yeah. Celtics fans would riot and uh, Danny Ainge would be <laughs> just completely <Yeah>. heartless. <laughs> the Celtics this is going to be it. We just, we would never win. They would find Danny Ainge. <laughs> just a, hard, <laughs> just a heartless man. Yeah. Uh, now nah, he, I don't know. I like, I kind of go back and forth on it. I, I, I'm a big Jalen Brown fan. I've been, I've been kind of his number one fan since he was drafted. I kind of always believed in him. And JJ can vouch yeah. for me there. Um, yeah, you, you were obsessed. You were obsessed with Jalen Brown when, when I thought he stunk. So yeah. credit, credit to you. I, I, I believed in him. I don't know. I just I like, like do the Celtics. He can dribble. He doesn't pass. He can't really shoot. Yeah. <laughs> now he can like he can really do all those now. <laughs> now he's just like really awesome at everything. <laughs> yeah, just an all around very excellent player. Um, yeah. Now I, my issue with that is just does Harden like I don't think we get Harden for the long term. I think we get him for two years at the most. Does Harden with Tatum and Smart and Kemba and you know Thompson does does that team win? We need to, we 100 percent need to win if we do that trade because. We're le- we're just getting rid of our fu- like I love having a, a future of the two Jays and just like two yeah. elite wing players that can like lead our franchise for a long time together. So I yeah, think I'd I'd rather take the long term. Our... Yeah, it would be it would be interesting, but that doesn't really solve the problem of you're probably going to face the Lakers. What are you going to do against LeBron and AD? Yeah, and we have Kemba and Harden out together, like. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not that's well, not really gonna work. Well. His chops. 
they just go massive uh, against this. Um, all right, and then uh, JJ, you got your 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 Chris Bosh. My Chris Bosh of my big three. Yeah. Um, who's the Chris Bosh of, of us as as the big three of podcasters? Oh, shit, I think we got a lot of fans to side. I think I think I'm the Mario Chalmers. <laughs> no, I, I want to be the bird man. <laughs> Let's see. I had a few that I kind of liked. I had a Toronto one and then I had a Utah Jazz one. A lot of these deals for me, I also included um what's his name? The, the power four, the guy with the, the guy with the million shoes. Oh, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't know. If I'm the Rockets, I wouldn't really even really. I wouldn't want Rudy Gobert to give my whole team COVID. So let's just go. Let's do the Raptors one. Yeah, the Raptors one <laughs> makes. Like, what, what, would you just see Ockham? See Ockham and someone else for. Hard. Deal centered around Siakam, yeah. yeah. Like Siak, you could do Siakam, and um, we're firing. Yeah, so Siakam. I mean, yes, Siakam and uh, like Terrence Davis. Uh, everybody but like Norman Powell. Siakam, a deal center around maybe Siakam and Pal for for Harden. That that money is almost exactly even and picks and. I feel like I'd definitely keep... take that if I was the Rockets. Yeah, I think those are two. Siakam is, you know, about as quality of a trade chip as any of the guys that we're talking about. Like like the deals that are realistically going to happen. So like the Heat deal or the Sixers deal. Do the uh, I think do the Raptors just go extreme small ball? With uh, Fred Van, yeah, you definitely Kyle you Lowry, play your two James Harden, and then you hope that and hope you can guard every. Well, the thing is, like <laughs> for their position, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet are incredible defenders. Yeah, very thick too. So very thick, yeah. <laughs> so you're not gonna have any problem in the regular season. You worry a little bit when you when you play some of these teams. Like they definitely had an issue guard, matching up with the Celtics. When the Celtics could play Hayward and um, the the Jays together, just because yeah. all those guys are like six eight, six nine, and I mean, for a while they had Lowry on Tatum, which was like, I mean, this kind of just, I don't think a matchup like that would work this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you go you go super small, you go fun, you get a guy like James Harden. This is not that different to the Kawhi Leonard deal that the the Rockets did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Or not the Rockets, the Raptors did with the with the Spurs. This is yeah. kind of like a move that I feel like Masai just does. I feel like he's kind of in the uh, the superstar camp, even if it's a rental. Even if, I don't know if Toronto has strip clubs, but if they do, I'm Toronto's sure Harden will find them. From what it sounds like, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, what yeah, city? Is, where can he fly? Tor- <laughs> What's Toronto close to? I don't know. I don't know. You're stretching my geography knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I, uh, <laughs> I think we should skip past this part real quick. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> my last yeah, of cut, the. Cut this out. Cut this out. <laughs> oh, yeah, my extensive editing uh, ability. I just want to randomly be... say, cut this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the test. 
my uh, my last of the big three, and it, it's definitely a very weak weak last of the big three. It's like uh, the big three of the Lakers right now: LeBron, AD, and this is the KCP of their big three. Um, it's the Nets. I don't think it's gonna happen at all. It's uh, that trade is just never gonna happen. Uh, Levert, Dinwiddie, um, I don't know Prince. Like with the, with the st- names that are being offered out there right now, and just that I've heard, I feel like why would they ever go back to the Nets now? Uh, it, the only reason it was ever really talked about at the beginning was Harden just said it. So I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But, yeah, um, so, so the, the package of the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's just, I don't really love that deal for either side. I I am I would just I want to see the Nets just play the season out as is, assuming full health. I think I don't know, they're gonna, they have a great roster. They're going to be very fun to watch. Yeah, I'm pretty worried about and, them. Uh, so you're you're worried about the Nets? Yeah, as like a Celtics fan, just as a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah they're there. So. I'm sure Giannis is not super thrilled about it. Um, He's like, why can't all these superstars just stay in the West? Like when LeBron was like in yeah. the East, and all the all the stars are in the. It's just like everyone keeps escaping LeBron. That's uh, just what we reverted to. Uh, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron yeah. goes to the Lakers, and within like two years, the East is now better. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till at some point when, at some point, we are gonna do. Jordan versus LeBron. I feel like maybe not for a while, but at some point it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll need to budget at least like four hours for that debate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm going to dress up like Stephen A. Smith. And <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we definitely, that was our first big three. Uh, there'll be many more to come over the year. Um, so I, I feel like we covered all the possible trades that that Harden could uh, could be dealt for. We didn't do the Ben yeah. Simmons one, but that one's kind of obvious. But um, yeah, like I can't see any others. Like unless if there's another Dallas. one that comes out, that would be funny. Dallas. Um, would, they would have to do like Porzingis. Yeah, you, I, I don't think you really want. You just have two of the same player Dallas on the same team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one would touch like the Chicago. ball besides those two. Orlando. <laughs> yeah, I can see Orlando. Jonathan Isaac, you have to give up. Ooh, I love Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. How about that? Orlando about, does have like, some pieces. Aaron, Aaron Gordon, give you Evan Fournier. Probably I, Cole, I, honestly, Cole Anthony. If, if for anyone, literally, whatever deal, whatever deal they wanted, I would be fine with. They could do. <laughs> Rockets could. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> for any player, for James Harden to play in Orlando, I wouldn't care. Like that, would, there's nobody. On the magic that I like love that much. I do. I am a humongous Markel Fultz guy, though. Yeah. The I think, yeah, I, think I think he'll be good this year. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. The amount of players <laughs> that the Magic would have to give up the 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 Rockets would just become the the Houston Magic. And the magic. <laughs> it would be like yeah. five or six players, <laughs> like their best players. <laughs> Um, the thing right. is, like, they all like because the Magic, which are stupid, they just pay all these guys like a lot of money. So it's like the salaries wouldn't even work. Like, even if they, even if the Rockets liked Fournier, he's making seventeen million dollars a year. <laughs> it's like yeah. even if they like Vucevic, he's making twenty six million dollars a year. So it's like you can't package all. You'd probably need to package a few of them together, but they all make so much money. 
Yeah. And uh, let's move on to our next uh, one of our last our other storylines on probably one of the biggest storylines of the the season on uh, on KD. So this uh, this <laughs> this uh, section's called KD's Achilles Heel. Heel. How will he? <laughs> Kevin's Achilles heel. Oh Kevin's shit. <laughs> Kevin's Josh Achilles heel. <laughs> but, cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> how do we? How do we think? Rerun it. Rerun it. How do we think Katie's going to return? You you want me to take? Uh, so I think. I mean, thinking about this, I like I watched him play a few games in, in the preseason, and he looked. Like, mobility-wise, he looked fine. I think there's obviously, in these situations, there's, there's a, a high re-injury risk, um, which is, like, a little bit concerning. I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to look good. I think there's not going to be any doubt that he's going to come back and be able to average, like, 22 to 23. Like, I, I think that he could probably do that with one leg. Like, he's that good. I mean, we're talking about one of the, you know, historically great scores of all time. Like, there are... You can't name five guys that are better than putting a basketball in a basketball hoop than Kevin Durant. I think the, the biggest thing with him, though, is this is the first time where we've seen him. Like, this is his team. He's the leader. It's mm-hmm. not an easy situation. See, I'm, I'm more interested in, in, in how that all plays out, honestly, than how he looks on the court. Like, I think he's going to look fine or, you know, somewhat he might might not be at his peak, but it's like – this is his team. Like he's on, you know, Instagram live talking with Kevin Durant. Eric talking with Kyrie. Um, is it Kyrie's Kyrie team about, or is it Katie's team? <laughs> it's whose team is it's clearly Katie's team. And he's <laughs> Kyrie's like, mind. It's his team though. <laughs> there's there's a lot to deal with there. So I'm more concerned about like how is is he going to kind of take command of this situation, or not even take command, just like how is he going to be a liaison in, in certain situations because. Right. I do think he's a he's an awesome dude, and like he, I think all of his teammates are gonna love it. Like it's just it's gonna be an interesting situation how the Brooklyn Nets play out, and this is the first time he's been placed in this role. Like you know, in, in Golden State, it was more of like the, I mean, the loudest voice in the room was Steve Kerr because everybody had so much respect for him, and then it was Draymond, and then it was Steph. It was kind of planted into that situation where the culture was already pre-established. How is he gonna? help establish a culture that they can win is more like the storyline that I care most about, I think, with this Nets team. Right. And, you know, I think this team is pretty well, like, for two stars that can play together, I think Kyrie and KD kind of match pretty well together just for how – I think that's more on Kevin Durant's ability just to probably play with, like, anyone in any type of yeah. offensive system, just how skilled he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However – uh, in however he plays the game, so I think that's going to be really awesome if they if those two just really develop well together. Uh, Kyrie did say he's he's the only person he's ever been matched up with that he can depend on making like a, a, a shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like LeBron hasn't hit like you know had just a, a million humongous moments in the clutch. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's such a funny cheap shot. I yeah. I love Kyrie. Like, Kyrie is in my top five guys of people who I just like love watching play basketball. Like he's, he's truly an artist with a basketball. Yeah. His ball handling is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, 
But, yeah, I think from a Kevin Durant standpoint, I think from an injury standpoint, I, I think the only thing that might limit him from it is maybe just like on the defensive end. I think he was kind of turning into a, a pretty good defender in Golden State. So I think that might be the only thing that's like affected a little bit maybe from the injury. Yeah. Uh, but I still think he's just – I mean, he's he just never misses. He's, he's such a good offensive player that I, I, I still think he's going to be a top five uh, mm-hmm. player pretty easily. Uh, but I think, J.J., you know, you hit that, it spot on. I think it's just going to be about chemistry with that team and, and you know, how Steve Nash kind of takes control and, uh, you know, the Kyrie, Kevin Durant, you know, kind of chemistry that they have. So, yeah. yeah. It is, it, it's, a, it's a weird situation. They, they got a lot of awesome basketball players. But in the, the, that's a good point about the defense, too, because, I mean, there haven't been many – champions who mm-hmm. don't bring it on the defensive end. I don't know right. the stats off the top of my head, but I'd be willing to wager that if you look up the past, you know, however many champions, they're all probably top five to top 10 defenses at worst. Like, yeah, you're going to need to play defense. And I think Kevin Durant was penciled to be a huge part of that. A guy who can protect the rim, you know, guard all five positions. Mm-hmm. Um, almost, you know, I mean, be that defensive rock, a guy who's won championships, like played elite defense on the highest level. And if he, you know, isn't able to be that, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be an interesting mix. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so let's, uh, let's move on to our, uh, our next segment, which is just um, I want to hear – bold predictions of the season. I want to pick uh, – you can pick one or two teams or players who you think are going to either do really well or really bad and why this year. So, uh, JJ, you want to go first? Yep. So, as we all know, the, uh, the Toronto Raptors – this is my, my biggest and boldest prediction of the season. The Toronto Raptors? Or- as we all know, the, Tor- the Toronto Raptors have, have found a uh, temporary home in Tampa. My prediction <laughs> is that – the Raptors enjoy Tampa so much. They stay in Tampa. <laughs> I get an NBA team in Tampa. Tampa becomes the greatest sports town that's ever existed. People start calling it. Basically, it's the Rome of the United States. <laughs> and then that's, that's, that's it. That's really the whole prediction. I don't, even, I don't know if they're going to be good or bad this year, but I think that they're going to stay in Tampa. And that ugly ass dome that the that the Rays have to play in that'll be the uh, that'll be the Coliseum of Tampa. No, 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 no. They're they're playing in Amelie. They're they're playing they're playing in the home of a champion, a Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be <laughs> looking up at Victor Hedman's jersey. They're gonna, be able, they're gonna be able to draw inspiration from the the 2020 Stanley Cup. Damn. <laughs> Uh, that's, so that, that's my that's my biggest and boldest prediction. I don't. I mean, that's obviously not gonna happen. Yeah, no, you no, that. you heard it here first. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> you, said, you said bold predictions. That's, that's a pretty bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. <laughs> uh, and uh, dial on you. Uh, so let's see. Got boldest prediction. I think in uh. You know, I, I guess I don't know who's necessarily listening who's going to care about this, but I do think that the New York Knicks will end up with the worst record in the NBA. Um, 
I know that's not nearly as bold as JJ's yeah. <laughs> JJ's JJ's claim, <laughs> but uh, but I just think that, that I think that they're just going to be terrible. I was looking at their roster the other day, and uh, you know I just I, I actually do think every other team in, in the NBA might be better than them. Um, so yeah, I just think I think that's going to be my uh, my prediction for the year. I think I think we'll end up seeing them. You know, going for the number one pick, uh, probably trying to get that Cade Cunningham, but I, you know, in New York Knicks fashion, I guarantee they don't get it. So yeah, 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 yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, I'm bringing them up later, actually. <laughs> then, um, yeah, no, I, I'm all about the, the Wizards this year. I think the Wizards are going to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, they, yeah, the playoffs you, are you a little know. weird this year. There, you know, there, there's going to be. You know, it's 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 ten teams, and then seven and eight play each other for the seven seed, and then nine and ten play each other for the chance to play the winner of the seven and eight uh, game. So there are mm-hmm. some weird things that could uh, get mixed up, but I think the Wizards are built in kind of this weird year that we might be having to win a lot of games, um, or just win a lot of games for them and get close to five hundred um, right. or right above five hundred, which in the East, you know, probably could get them the eight seed. Um, so I, I like the Wizards. I think all you, you got to you know, get to to the. Sorry, sorry. No, nah, I was just saying that you know with <laughs> with Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, the pace of this team is going to be ridiculous. They're just going to be running up and down the floor, scoring a shit ton of points. Um, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I think Russell Westbrook's a winner. I think wherever he goes, he's going to win games. He might not, you yeah. know, he's not. I don't know if he's going to ever win a championship, but I think he's going to contribute to win in regular season games. So I'm a big Russ guy. Uh, always have been, always will be. Um, so I think he's going to be – they're going to get the eight seed. They're going to knock either the Hawks or the Pacers out of that seven and eight position. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a great spiel. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just, just was saying they really only need to get to the 10 seed. I know. You know, but like, <laughs> like I, I, I think the ten, they're supposed to get the ten seed right now. So, okay, yeah, it is. It, it's, you know, they get... Yeah, I think one of the eight seeds is going to totally get knocked out this year uh, by this new playoff system. It's going to suck. And like, yeah. in the in the East, a lot of t- I, I think in the East, like the difference between the eight and the and the eight and like the ninth seed was like, you know, six seven wins, which like just imagine you win you win like six or seven more games than like the ninth seed and then you end up losing to them in one game in a single elimination <laughs> game that would just that would suck um so you know there's there's a possibility anything can happen uh, at that point yeah. <laughs> any other pr- bold predictions yeah no um i have actually yeah, i have two more all right i'll, I'll go first real quick um I think Charlotte will be a team that I don't think that they'll end up being a top eight team, but I definitely think that they're going to be a team that's going to compete for uh, a playoff spot, maybe like a nine or 10, get to, get to the play-in game. Uh, I, I just think that they do actually have a pretty decent lineup. I don't know. I know that Gordon Hayward just got injured, so I guess maybe depending on the severity, and I, I don't know how long he's going to be out. But uh, I think that'll be kind of, you know, an interesting thing to watch is that, is that team. Yeah, so you're, you're keeping an eye on the, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. JJ? Uh, I, I, I agree with that. Um, second bold prediction, the Markel Fultz wins most improved player of the year. Last year he averaged 12, 3, and 5. I think I could easily see him – 
somewhere in the 18 to 25 rebounds, you know, six assists, seven assist range. And if the Magic have a, a better year, I think that uh, I think he's a pretty good candidate. Plus the media and just people in general, I feel like love Markel Fultz. Yeah. I think a lot of yeah. people are not voting for him just because I think it could get picked up as a pretty good story. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, he's been through would, a lot. Yeah. I would love if he ends up becoming like a, you know, a really good NBA player. You know, if he can yeah. ever get to like being a. Yeah. Top, he already is top a, 15, a good top NBA 10, player. Like point guard in the league. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, he's definitely very solid right now. I mean, to kind of go from where he was to where he is now, like alone, is pretty, you know, pretty awesome. Um, so I think, if, you know, if he continues to improve, that, that'll be pretty crazy after having, having the yips. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, so I, my, my magic big three is the uh, just side note my magic big three is Marco Fultz, uh, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac. They're going to lead us to the promised land. How has Mo Bamba been? I don't. Has he been any good out there? He's been no, no. He hasn't. Not, he, hasn't really, he hasn't shown much. I was going to say. I was like, am I missing when he got something? Drafted, though, he, well, he, when when he got drafted, it was always okay. This guy is going to be a few years. Like it's he's he's just so skinny. Like he just kind of gets knocked around in the post. Yeah. He's he's in the he's in the bulking up process. You got to remember, he's only like twenty years old. Like it was pretty hard. For, True. You know, yeah. us to put on weight when we were. 20 years old. I think he actually might be older than that now. He got drunk a kind of while ago. I, I, I still believe in him. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because remember he said that he refused to go to the Memphis Grizzlies. He like refused to go to their workouts. They actually ended up working out very nicely for the Memphis Grizzlies to get uh, get Jaron Jackson instead of taking him. Yeah. At least so far. Yeah, that's the way about yeah. Um, I'd say my the uh, theme song in the game. My <laughs> other bold prediction of the season is uh, I'm going to I, I, Dylan, I hope I'm not taking this from you, but I think the Suns are going to excel this year. Um, Chris Paul, I was looking, has not been like worse than the five seed in the playoffs uh, in like 12 years. Or no, it was like 11 of the last 12 years. He's been, you know, five yeah. or better in the playoffs. Like, I think this team is built to win regular season games and they're going to like do very well with yep. Chris Paul now taking a leadership role there. Um, they have players. They, you know, they, this is my one exception of the, uh, of the bubble rule where I was fading the bubble. This is the only team I'm not fading the bubble just because they got Chris right. Paul and I believe in him. Um, so I think that, I think they could sneak into, you know, a lot of people are picking them for the eight, but I think they can get seven or six in the, in the West for sure. Just this weird mm -hmm. season, there might be some missed games. Um, and uh, I think they're built to win, win a lot of regular season games. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I actually wasn't going to say that as my big prediction. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to curse anything. So the fact that you did, maybe, maybe that'll, that'll help. Um, but yeah, no, I actually, I, as I, I mean, I'm sure everybody that's listening probably knows that I'm from Phoenix and that I'm a huge Suns fan. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I think the Chris Paul trade is going to work out really well for us. Uh, I think he, you know, I, I heard that he like went vegan two years ago or something. And so I, I, he's like lost a bunch mm -hmm. of weight and he's, you know, that's mm -hmm. why he hasn't been injured. And, uh, you know, or at least that's, you know, kind of what he had said in an interview, um, and so I think, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting if he stays healthy, if, uh, you know, if the rest of the team stays healthy, I definitely think playoffs are within the reach. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think maybe depending on how things go, depending on the chemistry, maybe we could get, you know, maybe even sneak into a five or four spot, especially if, you know, Christoph Porzingis doesn't come back, you know, when he's supposed to, or, you know, things kind of go, 
you know, kind of haywire there, but, uh, or maybe a couple teams end up, uh, end up falling, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm definitely, definitely happy you said that. <laughs> yeah, he did back to the plant-based, back to the vegan thing. He did, he went plant-based. Okay. That's right. Year and, yeah. And, and he, he credits a lot of his, his fountain of youth like stuff to that. And I will say, I also try to go plant-based. It is much harder than it looks. I only lasted for four days. Really? Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, it was that like it a two-day effort? Awesome. <laughs> it was. It was. It lasted four days, and then I actually had fully vegan food, like from a vegan place. I had a, I had a vegan, um, I had a vegan Philly cheesesteak, and, and that that did it for me. <laughs> I went like. <laughs> I was. I don't want to offend any potential vegan listeners, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think pl- I would do it. It's just so expensive. The last you got to shop for everything. Yeah, you just got to shop a lot. I in in South Africa, I was I was plant based for a good portion, just because certain times of the year they would uh there'd be like power outages for like certain times. So I just didn't <laughs> want I didn't want any meat in my refrigerator. So I just like I, I kind of went on a beans and rice diet for a while, and I, I didn't mind it at all. I think I could transition that way. Um, but um. All right. So, any other bowl predictions before we move on to our our MVP um, six man predictions? We can move on. I, I'll just I I do think that the Atlanta Hawks are gonna make it to the second round of the playoffs. It's a bowl prediction. Yeah, I think I think they'll be very good. So they they'll need yeah. to beat a Celtics or uh, Sixers or some sort of matchup. Mm-hmm. Probably they're gonna. Yeah, or maybe yeah, I guess it. That, that it's kind of a stupid prediction because I have no idea who they're going to be playing, but it was more just a point to, I think, I, I like the Hawks roster. Well, you just, you love Trey Young. Trey Young they is have the, a very <laughs> solid six. They're going to be able to score points. That is, that is, that is true. All right. Rolling um, out. Okay. No, we'll keep going. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Next. Uh, I want everyone just to give me their MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Sixth Man. Uh, do we do we need to make a little argument or? You can. Um, yeah, my, just a little reason. All right, my MVP is Giannis. Again. Again, That's I know it would be his third year in a row. It is tough. My reasoning behind it is, you can. I feel like the MVP is kind of like a media narrative award in some regards, and. As well as like you got to put up awesome stats. He's gonna put up awesome, awesome stats. I think you can run with the the three time MVP three t- like in a row. There haven't been a lot of those. Um, also, last year he only played like thirty minutes a game and sat out like a lot of fourth quarters because they were so deep. Yeah. yeah, and he still averaged like 20, 30, 14, and five or whatever he averaged so yeah i think that they lost depth he might have to play a little more and five more minutes to be honest is basically six more points a game and if he's averaging 36 15 and seven like i don't think you could not give him the mvp <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's kind of my argument like it's if he like the more he plays he's like if he were to play you know 30 eight minutes a game like he's gonna average 40 <laughs> yeah yeah um uh Dylan, you want to go yeah um so i think it's gonna be luca um i think uh luca Doncic. i think with not having Kristaps for the first 
I think it's, I think it's like a month, month and a half of the season um, that he's, you know, just going to have to score 35 to 40, like almost every night. Um, obviously as a Suns fan, it sucks for me to say that because I wish that we had him on our team and probably taken him, but um, you know, so I think he's just going to be, you know, I just think he's going to be unstoppable this year. I think he's going to have to be uh, for them to be pretty good. I think that they losing a few pieces, but I mean, they did get Josh Richardson. They do have, a uh, pretty solid team, but uh, but yeah, I just think he's going to have to do so much in that first month and a half, and the season's just not that long. Yeah. Oh yeah. I for my pick, I was feeling pretty good about it like a week ago, but I'm not as confident now. But I'm still going to stick with it. I like LeBron. You know, if the, if the season kind of was extended and it went the full year, like there was a lot of people that were thinking mm-hmm. LeBron was going to catch Giannis. I think there's a narrative out there, and like JJ was saying, the narrative, it's all about the narrative. Uh, there's a narrative that, you know, LeBron's the best player in the world, but he hasn't won, a, he hasn't won an MVP in like how many years? Mm-hmm. I, I can't even remember. But it's, it's been a while yeah. since he's won an MVP because it's, it's the Belichick, it's the Brady, it's the it's that he wins, you know, he's so good over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have these outlier years that win MVPs. Um, so I think if he has similar, you know, his stats last year were like 27, 10, and 8, if he just gets around that again, if he gets close to a triple-double stat, uh, stat line, which he can get to, uh, probably a few more points, I think he, I think there's going to be a narrative that, you know, LeBron, you know, this is his last year to win an MVP, and there's a good, he should win the MVP. Kind of yeah. like basing it on previous years, not just this year, which they sometimes do, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I could definitely see it. I think it'll just depend on how many games he sits out. Yeah, that's um, – JJ talked me out of it a bit because, you know, it's like – they, they, I think the Lakers have such a good team that, you know, AD and LeBron can sit out plenty of games and they, they can still kind of coast to a, a decent position yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's tough. I, I like the rationale a lot. He hasn't won one since 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I think also, like, the count with him and Jordan, too, is, like, I think he might be one behind Jordan. Um, but – yeah, no, I, I like both those picks a lot. The media is definitely, down to your point, I feel like the media is definitely just ready to crown Luca. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, like, it's, it's only a matter of time. Luka. And it's he's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Ben Simmons. Especially I mean, if the ben Mavs Simmons. end up. Who? I was saying Bill, Bill Simmons is going to just be oh, yeah. speaking yeah. Luca's <laughs> name. <laughs> in, right. Yelling his name into the clouds every single week that he's the greatest yeah. player in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if the Mavs overperform, like if they end up as like a three or a four seed, they just give it to him. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's gonna get it. All right, um, I'm gonna go with uh, let's go to defensive player of the year. My, uh, I'm gonna go like my my bet is, I think if 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 the Ben Simmons trade happens, I think he's kind of a he's a long shot. You know his odds are he's mm-hmm. like the tenth tenth most likely. But if he has kind of his own team. Uh, mm-hmm. how good he is and how many, like, he can guard anyone on the court, great, like, uh, wing defender, and he can, you know, guard big men if he needs to. I think Ben Simmons would just, like, excel as, like, the cornerstone of a team. Um, so I think that's a good chance. Uh, I like AD as, like, a, as the, you know, better, the more, more of, like, the second favorite person. But I, I, I like AD. Mm-hmm. But I like, I like Ben Simmons as a long yeah. shot. Yeah, I, don't, I, I agree. But it's all dependent on the um, I think trade. It, yeah, yeah, the trade's definitely got to happen. Um, I think it should. I mean, it, it definitely should. 
But uh, all right, so I'll go. Um, I think mine is actually going to be Giannis because I don't think he's going to – I think he's still going to just have an unreal season. But I think they can't – I don't think they'll end up giving him the second MVP for exact reasons it's kind of we said. I mean, I mean, they very well could. You're right. I mean, he probably is going to end up deserving it. Um, but I just – I don't know. I think just with all the other narratives that are kind of going on, uh, I think that he'll end up getting defensive player of the year kind of for that reason as like a almost like a consolation prize. Uh, yeah, it's like we, we didn't give you the MVP, but we'll give you the – Yeah. You know, yeah he, he's exactly. probably going to be deserving of it too. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he just plays such good defense. And I think just kind of on that team, especially this year, um, kind of same, the same thing to JJ's point. He's going to probably have to play, you know, three, four more minutes a game at least um, on average. And so I think those, you know, those crunch time minutes probably going to have a lot closer games because I don't think they're as, as uh, you know, as deep this year. And I think the East is also going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be I – think, I think he'll end up pulling it out. Okay. Mine is I, – I, I agree with that, but mine were – my list was I, I had Ben Simmons, um, I had Joel Embiid because I feel like any team that gets Doc Rivers as their coach, everybody – one, the defense just gets better. He's just a good defensive coach. And I think to win MVP, you, one, obviously need to be a good defender. Two, I think you, like – need to be known as like a, a kind of like a defensive guy. Like, you know how like Rudy Gobert kind of and Draymond Green and like Kawhi, they kind of had those, those are, I'm looking at the list of like the most recent MVPs or the most recent defensive players of the year, like Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, Joakim Noah, Marcus Old, Tyson Chandler. Those are all guys mm-hmm. where like when you, when you think of them, you think like, oh, these, these are defensive guys. Right. Um, so I think that's another criteria. And then, yeah, you just need you need to have a good defense. So my guy that I ended up going with was Bam Adebayo. I think he's gonna win the Defensive Player of the Year because I mean the Heat they always have a good defense. Um, I'm sure he has really good individual advanced defensive metrics. Um, he can you know guard one through five. He blocks a lot of shots. He gets a lot of rebounds. He's gonna be the anchor. I do a, like that a really one. good Heat Heat team that everybody is on everybody's radar. Um. So yeah, yeah. I think that uh, that that that's my pick. I feel like that's a good one. The media and just everyone likes Bam too. So it's just like if he's yeah. having a stellar year, the Heat are up there, and then you know he's their kind of defensive like uh, mm-hmm. center right there. Then yeah. that's a very good pick. I like that. All right, JJ, you want to circle back and you uh, go with rookie year? Uh, yeah. So my. I have two guys. Well, my main guy, I think Lamelo is going to win Rookie of the Year just because I heard this take the other day, so I'm kind of stealing it, but a lot of people think this could be like – this rookie class could be at least early on, kind of like the year that Malcolm Brogdon won MVP, which I think was also the same year that, like, Giannis was drafted. So there weren't, like, a lot of great rookies. And – I think Brogdon won it that year and averaging like 10, 4, and 4. And I, I, I like the take that there's not going to be a lot of great stat lines posted by rookies this year. Yeah. And I could easily see LaMelo averaging like a 10 to 12, you know, 6 rebound, 8 assists, and the Hornets being in the, the East playoff picture and, and him just winning it just because there's not a, a, lot, a huge amount of competition. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think he'll end up being LaMelo just because I think uh, he's going to have the most opportunity as out of any of like the top picks. Cause I think a lot of the top picks were big men and we all know that they rarely ever win it. Um, yeah. But I think my like dark horse candidate, and this is actually a guy that, uh, you know, as a Suns fan, I was kind of on on board with them drafting if if they had done it because the Suns are kind of known to take surprise draft picks these last couple of years with James Jones as the GM. Uh, but it was Tyrese Maxey. I think he's actually going to be really good on the 76ers. Um, I think he's kind of like exactly what they needed as another like off ball guard with Ben Simmons if that if that trade doesn't end up happening. Um, I just think, I don't know, I just think Kentucky guards just always end up, I mean, there's been like, I think maybe one Kentucky guard, and I think that's Archie Goodwin off the top of my head that hasn't ended up being like really good. I guess James Young, maybe on the Celtics, but, um, you know, I think every other guard that has come out of Kentucky has been very good um, in the NBA. So, yeah, I think I think he'll, he's going to be kind of my dark horse, but I, I do think it'll be LaMelo, so. Yeah, I I would say I would I would put my money on Lamelo, but I do I, I do like James Wiseman just because he was drafted to a good team. I think if he plays significant minutes, I think he's gonna be. There's a good chance he's gonna be the starter. I think he's their starter. Uh, if he can get close to 30 minutes a game, you know, average average close to a double double or a double double, uh, I think that has a chance to win. Lamelo is probably just gonna be putting up really cool highlights and probably really interesting stat lines. So I think there's. You know, it's a better chance that he wins. But I just – if, you know, if James Wiseman's on the Warriors and they somehow get to the, four, the fourth spot and he's like their, their fourth best player, I think that's pretty significant as rookie. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, don't, I don't hate that pick. But, kind of going back to the whole narrative thing too. Like, I think LaMelo has the, <laughs> has the narrative story written yeah. all over him that he's going to yeah, end up winning that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And last one, uh, I'll start with uh, my sixth man of the year. Um, I just think it's going to be Dennis Schroeder. Um, I like him. I think he, with him on the Lakers, um, he's an excellent scorer off the Lakers. If they're the number one seed and he's putting up similar stat lines to what he was doing last year, I think, you know, I think that's a good chance to win. I think Lou Williams is, is, is like the, you know, Lou Williams has won like three of the last five years or something like right. that. You and, don't want uh, you don't want to say it right now because it's not fun, but like yeah. he'll probably win it. <laughs> but uh, you know, I like Dennis. Um, I also, as a long shot, I kind of like Norman Powell. I think Norman Powell's. You Norm. know, they're, they're, I think they. I, I like his game a lot, and um, I think their team got a little. They lost a little depth, so he might. He, he still he plays pretty significant minutes. He gets close to thirty minutes a game. Yeah, he does. Um, and, you know, he's averaging, like, 16 points a game last year. If he can bump that up a few points. Um, and, like, he was playing really well in the, in the bubble. So, if he, if he continues that, gets close to 20, you know, he has a chance. Uh, so, I like Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm next right then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I think my sixth man of the year is going to be uh, Spencer Dinwiddie on the Nets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that. I'm sure with Kyrie coming off his injury that he might not end up playing in a lot of back-to-backs. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to end up starting Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and so I think he's just going to be able to kind of inflate his stats that way without like kind of, cause I think there's like a certain threshold of like, if you start a certain amount of games and you don't qualify for a six man. So I think he'll be like, just kind of right on that, you know, close to it. But um 
I just think he's so good. I think he he's a really good player, um, and I think it's only gonna he's gonna break out even more, um, especially with all these other guys kind of getting the attention. I think he's gonna end up with the you know third or fourth defender on the floor, and he's just gonna dominate. Um, so yeah, yeah, two good picks. Mine is uh, Danilo Gallinari on the Hawks. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is coming off the bench. Yeah, which I, I normally would expect him to start. The only reason I'm, I'm picking him at six man of the year is because they kind of came out and said he was, you know, kind of expected to be in that. So I guess it's it's conditional. If he if he's the actual six man, I think he's going to win six man of the year just because he's, he's pretty qualified to be a, a six man. Last year he averaged like 19 and, and five playing around 30 minutes a game. So if, if he gets that, which I – like he, he probably will or he might he's I feel like every year he's kind of around that so if he's coming off the bench and the Hawks become like a, a feel-good team and even make a playoff push and he has a big he plays a pretty decent part in that then uh I think he's got a pretty good shot yeah there's yeah, also a chance that the Hawks I mean I know I picked him to go <laughs> into the second round against a mystery opponent but if there's the flip side, they might just stink, and then he's probably not going to win it. So, <laughs> so we don't know. we'll see. <laughs> he uh, he just he looks so when he runs up and down the court. I just I I, I, I can't believe a hurt. guy I like think he, he had to he had to have been hurt in the bubble. Yeah, he just looks so he looks so like like every every step he took was like painful when he was like running out yeah. there. He's, you know, he's pretty awesome. He can get a shot up over any any person in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we bet pretty much every game in the bubble and took a few uh, Danilo player props, and he was like (laughs) grinding his way to seventeen points. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's like always no defense. Doesn't surprise me. He looked he looked like he was injured. Like he had been the slowest guy I've ever seen. I remember I was just like, "This is the guy that we bet on." Like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we put our hard earned money on this guy. <laughs> he ended up getting it, but he like he got it on like a you know ten seconds left, and we were like, "Oh shit!" But uh, yeah, no, killing All right, um, so that's with that's it with our uh, kind of our storylines, um, and then our season long picks. Um, we're kind of running at time, so I don't, you know, normally I think we'd, we'd bet on, we'd, we'd, we'd give some of our season long bets. Do you have any season long bets that you yeah. like? They want to shout out. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, the Knicks, uh, win total is 22 and a half. I will take the under on that. And then the heat, oh, their win over under is 43 and a half. I'll take the over on that. And then I, I, I really like the Bama Bio Defensive Player of the Year. He's plus six fifty. So I thought he'd be higher. I I plan on on taking that. Yeah. What's uh? I I know the last time I checked, I think the Suns' win total was at thirty eight. Are you looking at them right now? By chance, Suns? Uh, JJ? No, I, I just kind of I had these written down. I can I can. Uh, okay. Right. I think I think the Suns' over under was at thirty eight. Let's uh, make packs. So every think... single bet that we said, like those those bets. Are available to me. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up right now. But right now. Am I back? Kinda. Yeah, no. Uh, Am no. I back? 
Yeah. Mm, yeah, you are now. It's not good podcasting. <laughs> no, no, <dude>. dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Oh, should I have Am not said it? You're back. No, 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 no. No, no JJ's ruining our podcast right now. Okay, well, I was going to look up the over under. I I got it's to do all right. it. On my I did phone. it. I did it earlier. No, you're right. I should I should I should have looked up the over under. I I I think it was 38 though. Okay. You're, so they would just yeah. need to be okay. slightly so they just need to be slightly over 500 really. I think that's Well, possible. and the and the thing is is they won 34 games last year. Um and I think it was around how many games did they, I think they end up finishing? I think it was around 72, right? I don't think it wasn't um, you know, close to 82. Uh, so I think that, you know, that's basically saying that they're only going to win four or five more games after getting, you know, mm-hmm. Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. Um, so I think that they're definitely going to do that this year. Yeah, but they lost Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, there it is. It's 38 and a half. So, yeah, I definitely think that they'll end up winning 39 games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I like uh, – I said it earlier in the show, but uh, Portland Trailblazers over 56%. I love uh grizzlies over 30 and a half i like that that's a little bit of a homer pick just because i like the grizzlies but yeah. you know that's yeah. just People, saying they're uh, barely they're going to be like so that's saying they're going to be 30 you know all they need to be is 31 and 40 41 like i think uh the grizzlies are going to be the nine or ten seed right there so i, I think yeah. they're going to be better than that they're being very uh, underestimated yeah yeah people people have just kind of acted like last season was the fluke it was a fluke for the grizzlies and we we obviously going to school in Memphis. We we love the Grizzlies, but <laughs> yeah. I do think that they are really good, and, and John Moran is very legit and is yeah. not going to regress. I think he's gonna. I don't know what he averaged last year, but I guarantee you it's going to be better this year. Well, I knew he was supposed to be hurt. I think the entire time in the bubble, I think he had hurt his leg or something like that too. So I think, uh, yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna ball out this year. Plus, he's got the like. He's going with the. Uh, like the vertical bun with the dreads hairstyle. Oh, so he looks freaking cool. Yeah. That definitely awesome. adds it's three like, points yeah. to your average. <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't explain that right, but he looks awesome. Like the man bun on top type of thing. Yeah. All right. So, but I think, I think that those, my three picks that I just made, I'm locking those in. So if anybody, listening puts those in and we lose i'm losing with you so you can't yell at me yeah J- <laughs> jj will personally send you a venmo of your losses <laughs> and i'm putting in a thousand dollars for every single one so i feel pretty confident <laughs> uh, that, that's our last how, we've been doing this for a long time kind of yeah now we, we hit almost an hour and a half uh our, no, our normal shows from now on we won't be doing an hour and a half but you know we wanted to give you all our you know our very loyal listeners a thousand of oh. you. Um, yeah. Well, we're not done yet. We, we still have to do Connor's Love Corner. Uh, that's true. Yeah, now we got to <laughs> talk about our personal love. I plan on the other side of this. Yeah, the, the love part of, of this podcast. That's true. Uh, it's very non-existent right now. Though. I, uh, I made a push. I feel like I was the, you know, I was the Houston Rockets a few years ago where they just kept making a push against the Warriors. <laughs> And they kept trying. No one else was really trying besides them. And then, uh, but it was kind of inevitable that it just it wouldn't work out. Uh, so yeah. that's kind of how I felt in the past few relationships and just uh, things that I've gone after. Um, so what are you doing? Are you on Bumble or like? Uh, I've, dele- uh, I've deleted. I've deleted them all, and 
I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm out of the game right now. I'm I'm basically if the if the Rockets just if if they just like trade away all their assets and just mortgage for the future, I like I bought a you're, I bought an Olympic weight set. I'm working out a lot. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying I'm like, trying to focus on like loving myself first. Uh, I feel like for the sake of this podcast, what for the sake of this podcast, you need to get those apps. <laughs> yeah, probably, but like also we're in a pandemic. I'm not trying. No, to, you don't need now that we're huge podcasters. Like we said earlier, the big three of podcasting. I don't think we really made that point as clear as we needed to you don't need any dating apps because all the girls listening to this podcast oh my god imagining what our faces look like (laughs) with our awesome voices they're just gonna be sliding into dms (laughs) that's true yeah no you can you can follow me at at connor monks at three i think you know there you go want to get sick sick instagram updates sit back relax let the podcast do all the work that's true yeah no we're just three three completely very average guys so we we thought why 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 not start a podcast (laughs) everyone else has yeah Yeah, Uh, i appreciate you calling us experts earlier yeah (laughs) i want to talk nba (laughs) when when i'm trying to figure out who's going to be traded somewhere i go directly to jj weir he he knows <laughs> he knows all the trades dylan's kind of an insider with the suns as well so we do have an oh, insider yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Big time. Dylan, Big time. you literally are a son like you're basically a part of the organization i'm a prodigy i'm a prodigy of the suns organization yeah just been 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 growing up into that in that arena um but yeah no for those for those listening dylan is the uh the longest standing Suns season ticket holder. Yep. That exists yep. on the world. Technically his 50, dad is the second. Yeah, my dad. So yeah, so many. Uh fifty four years. Yeah. I think that's how many how many years the Suns have been here. So yeah, that's awesome. we were one of the first. It's a fun fact. Love yep. Suns. So, but um yeah. If any of our listeners want to write in for any listeners' questions for next week, if you want to ask advice about yep. basketball yep. or dating relationships you know i will well, yeah, you can answer need, it all we need we need nothing's ever worked for me for, but i'm good at for giving advice. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but um i think uh we can wrap up uh the show um do you guys have any closing remarks any closing remarks uh no not really no we, thanks we covered thanks it all. for uh thanks for listening everybody yeah, thank you very much for listening and um you know don't give up on your teams don't give up on love uh <laughs> we'll we'll uh talk to you next week yep if you're listening to this i love you no, <laughs> <laughs>